0: Welcome to Photo Mission Focus Discussing Photography. Hi, I'm Steve Finkel. On this episode of Focus, I'm flying solo. On this episode of Focus, I want to talk about, I suppose, post-production and some of the things that are happening in that area, and also about your proudest moments um, as a photographer. So let's get the show started and let's kick off with um, what's happening with post-production and things like Photoshop. And I don't know, I mean, we've talked about AI so much on the on the podcast of in the last probably twelve months, that it's been a subject that a lot of people are across. But I think the sometimes people know that there's stuff happening in the the world of post production with AI enhancements to actually do stuff. But how many people out there have actually really played with some of those features? And I had must admit I'd kind of looked at some of the stuff that was happening out there and had a quick kind of tinker with it, and then moved on and went back to my common normal workflow. And then the other week, I was doing editing up some shots, and I, you know, the backgrounds on these shots were fairly bland and not that interesting. And I thought, ah, oh, it'd be great if I could just drop in to see how it would look by using the ai regenerative fill feature in Photoshop to see what type of job it does. And so I got a couple of shots that I chose that I thought would be ideal candidates for that process. And then basically typed in different prompts. And, you know, I was actually blown away by how good it did the job. Like, it was so simple and quick. So within, you know, a very short time, I could change one image to give it a whole brand new, fresh, more punchy look. And again, it was kind of like, it was child's play. It was really that easy. It was just so simple to select a part of the image that I wanted to keep and then have AI in the Photoshop program actually then create a brand new background that replicated the scene really well, like it actually worked. And it gave and it gives you several choices. So you know, gives you several variations of the same prompt. So you can kind of look at the one you want or you can then tweak the prompt and change it around a little bit. And like I said, it was it it's scarily good. Like it works really, really well. And I can see there's you know how people might use it and I know for some people that they still feel like any form of Photoshop is cheating but I mean it's probably no different back in the day I'd done a lot of composite images so back in the day I would have done that same process but I would have just taken a photograph of a background that I wanted to use and then I would then blend two images together to to put a person maybe in a different scene and use it as a composite image, and that was something that I've done for many, many years. And and I always make, you know, always kind of make note of that. That's the process that's been done so people know that it's not actually a true photograph as such. It's actually potentially it's two photographs. Potentially it's all my own work because typically what I'd do is I'd always use a background that I had taken rather than use the stock image. I just felt like, for me as a photographer, that was more in keeping with, keeping it original that both images were actually taken by myself with my camera so I had total control over those those two images that were taken but again it just opens up a whole range of things now where basically someone with very little I mean once upon a time to use Photoshop you needed you need some skills if you're doing something like composite it was not that easy to blend images together and make it look right you had to do a fair bit of tweaking Refining of the bits and pieces in the image because Photoshop really didn't have the AI tools that it does today so it simply made the task of creating essentially what you know now I consider as a composite image by using the AI in Photoshop to do the heavy lifting and again the only thing that I kind of I suppose wonder is that original background image who who created that is that is it just a complete figment of the Photoshop AI? Is it just kind of when you put in there, put a forest in the background? Has it taken elements from hundreds of pictures to build up what it what it thinks is a forest? Or is it is it potentially someone's work? And that as a I suppose as a creative and creating something like that, then how do you give credit to that person if it was created by one other person? much more difficult if it was created by thousands of, taken from thousands of images to to kind of replicate a forest scene so not one, you know, clear part of it was actually belonged to a particular photographer. But it just really opens up, I suppose, again, the whole talk around the things like AI and copyright and that type of stuff. So again, the thing that blew me away was that people who maybe don't really have many Photoshop skills, don't really need much skill level to be able to actually pull off a shot and create a a really great-looking image based on by swapping out the background. And again, is this a good thing or is this a bad thing? I'm not sure because I know, look, you know, with... One of the things that I've kind of, I suppose, learnt through the whole photography journey is is that you have to kind of get your head around post-production and you have to try and build some skill sets within post-production to help you on the way as a photographer. And I know a lot of people, when you talk to them, asking what would they like to learn, and they're all saying, I'd like to learn better how to use Photoshop and Lightroom and similar type programs that people quite often, that's what the one thing that they're really... Craving to find out more about the wanting someone to teach them how to to use those programs and get the most out of them. So I know that that's always been the case but now it's almost getting to the point where with the AI components within uh, post-production programs, it almost is taking away the need for people to be able to be shown or taught how to use the program where they can basically a couple of clicks, let the program do, like I said, do the heavy lifting for them and they're not even having to really think too much about it. So again, it's kind of like, I suppose it's one of those areas that we're all facing as creatives that are we losing control of some of those spaces where predominantly before it would be someone who was skilled, um, who knew how to use you know, Photoshop and could basically go in and manipulate something and create a, an image, so they needed some skill. But now, like I said, that person may be, replaced by someone with lesser skills who can actually create and do just as good as job because the, both the things that are built into Photoshop now to give people that you know take away some of that those tasks that normally were done by someone in the past and like I said I hadn't really played too much with some of those features but when I started playing with it I was actually like I said I was really taken back by How quick you could do it and how simple it was to do it and how effective it basically was so again it's kind of like removing the the need for a skilled person to actually do something and I think this is what's happening in the world in general so many things now are designed to be be able to be implemented and to be able to be executed by people who don't typically have a skill in a particular area and I'm seeing this like I said right across all levels not just photography We're seeing it across so many different things where even like some of the stuff I work with on a day-to-day basis in my other business which is electronics and programming and a whole range of different things and a lot of the products that we sell in that particular business needed a lot of skill and I'd done more courses than I can remember on using these particular products so quite often there was lots of steps to making something work when you took it out the box and and powered it up it just didn't work there was a lot of things you had to do to get the piece of equipment actually working and talking and doing what it was meant to do but even in that area now more and more of the stuff now is becoming you know plug and play where basically you can just put a whole lot of plug a whole lot of stuff in together turn the thing on and it has a kind of default you know program where it just basically will find all those items and do the you know the appropriate programming in the background that's needed to make them work properly, and then it just simply it just simply works. So it's taken away my need to be able to understand all those processes and and different things where I'd go through and have to go through and set a whole range of things up. And just just as an example, there was one brand of surveillance camera that we used a lot of, and that camera was. When you set that camera up, there was lots of things that you had to turn on to make it work correctly. so you had to go into a lot of different areas and a lot of different um, settings and and turn those settings to the right value suiting the the equipment it was connected to and like so so some of the challenge was obviously knowing what works with what equipment so you actually knew what you needed to turn on and now we're finding that those pieces of equipment now simply can just plug it in to the piece of equipment and it will actually self-select all the necessary parameters that needs to work correctly without any input from myself. So basically, someone who now is maybe not as skilled or, or, or studied as much in that particular area, now can actually execute and get that particular product working where in the past that was just something that, that you couldn't do. And look, for, for me, doing it means it makes my job easier because I can get from get that process from start to finish much quicker because I'm not having to go through so many steps but at the same time is it potentially then the the customer doesn't need me because anyone can do that you can train someone very simply to you know open boxes and plug stuff together switch it on and run the wizard and the wizard just basically asks you a few questions that you need to to answer and then it will go through and the wizard then will configure everything Based on that information that you put in. And again, we see this as, I suppose, uh, as kind of labor saving things that are happening that people get saying it's kind of making life easier for people. And yes, it definitely is, but it's also changing the dynamics of how who can work on this equipment. Because once upon a time, some of these systems that we sold was, you know, there was a week, get had to do a week course before you could actually even sell the product. Because there were so many steps you had to do, which meant you know, so you were in a kind of, I suppose, an elite pool. If you had done that and passed those courses, and you could buy those products and you could sell it, it meant that, like I said, you had a kind of a, a share of the market. Now, like I said, with a lot of these products now, they're being the manufacturers are pushing and pushing and pushing to try and make them that implementing, you know, forms of AI in respect to some of these things with the wizards and different things so that basically the installer or or the person who is actually setting it up actually doesn't have to do very much at all that the system will actually configure to a large degree most of the stuff it needs and that's kind of because you know the idea is time is money and so basically the idea is that that company can install more systems because they've got takes less time to set it up but the reality is that it's fragmenting the market, that more and more people can then move into that space who typically maybe worked on the side of that space but then didn't kind of work there because of the they didn't have the training or they didn't have the knowledge. But now, potentially, they could slide into that space without really having to know too much about the product. So for me, that's kind of like a... It is definitely disrupting, I suppose, the marketplace and these types of products and we're seeing that said like I said not just in the creative photography world. It's across the world of technology. We're seeing it with, you know, computer systems. We're seeing it with a whole range of different things that things are changing. And I don't know, like I said, whether it's changed for the good, because I suppose what's happened over over the course of time, as technology's crept into different things, we've seen whole industries disappear. Like people who had service industries that were servicing in particular products or or a segment and for things to change that no longer people required that to happen because things changed even like these days modern cars have got to the point now where you know my current vehicle that I'm driving I've just bought it in the last six months but like it only requires a service every 15,000 every 15,000 kilometers so that's quite a you know length of time between taking it to work and it doesn't even when you buy the product new now like it's not even like you have to take it back after the first thousand kilometers to have things checked it's just like get in and drive it for 15,000 and then take it to the service department and have it serviced and again it the technology's there because they can do these things where previously in the past like it might have been that you needed to get the vehicle in much sooner than that to to have it checked but again this is where technology is definitely changing the way Things work in the world, and, like I said, it can be debated whether it's actually a good thing or a bad thing, because I think the the bad side of it is it's actually doing people out of work, so it's actually meaning you need less people to do the same task because of these built in enhancements and again it's like I said, I think this is a fear sometimes for photographers that at one point in time they're going to be replaced by AI the AI is going to replace them and and particularly, I think if you're in the editing part of the the industry where you maybe are a refinisher and like that was a large part of the industry where a lot of people would not necessarily be behind the camera but they'd be actually processing files and editing uh pictures for people and refinishing them and retouching them that now a lot of that work can be done can be automated so again there's segments of the market that are just going to completely disappear and like i said it's debatable whether it's actually a good thing or whether it's actually a bad thing but you know one of the things with technology is it rolls through like a steam train through the middle of the town it just keeps rolling through it doesn't stop it's just a slow chugging away and it just keeps coming so i think this is um yeah the future is going to be yeah the future is going to be something different so anyway so let's change it up a little bit and talk about something a little bit different a bit more upbeat with photography because we might have got down a little bit to a low point there talking about ai and where it's going and that is about the proud moments of being a photographer. And there's lots of times in your career as a photographer where there'll be times when you've produced something that you're particularly proud of. And I think it's really good to celebrate those those milestones that when there's something that you've done that you're particularly proud of, like I said, give yourself a pat on the back. And like I said, it's something why people continue to do stuff. And it's like I suppose it's like any pursuit. There's always, you know, high there's high spots in the in your career where you've done something and, and whether whether it be you've won an award or whether you've been recognized in some other way that kind of makes you proud that what you've done. Or is it is it just something the feedback you get from a client or a person who then sees a photo that you've taken of them and how it's received and sometimes just the way that picture's been received and how it's kind of viewed by that person can make you feel you know really proud that you actually captured that image and again like i said it's it's one of the parts of photography we talked about a few weeks ago we talked about you know the love of photography that's where you know you go out and for the pure love of it you're taking photos we talked about the joy of photography and the joy of photography was the joy that it brings you know other people that consume your photography to be proud of something that's something personal for you and it's going to be mean different things for different people you know, sometimes one of the things that I see talked about, people talk about things like when they see maybe some high profile person who's using one of their shots as their profile on their social media, that shot that you've taken, you know, how proud does that make you feel that you actually created that image and that person feels so strongly about that image that they're going to use that to represent themselves to the world? To me, like that's the ultimate, the ultimate, um, compliment to a photographer to be able to be able to take an image and for that person to be then using that person using that image then like I said to to show themselves off to the world. So I know a lot of photographers when they see that that's a very proud moment for them. I know for me I've had that happen several times where uh, I've got people who using my you know images that I've captured and they're using them for their profile pictures, which is again makes you feel proud that you were able to capture those images and quite often for those people they struggled to get a really good photograph that they really like they loved because again if you're going to you need to love the photo yourself before before you want to use it to show the world so again but I think there's other times too when people are proud like I said particularly sometimes when people get published for a lot of people that's a really proud moment that when their work is recognized and it's published and it's shown to potentially millions of people um for publications that it does give people. It does give you a feeling of accomplishment. It does give you something. You know that feeling of you've done something really good. And like I said, that's a really great feeling. And and like I said, there's I think in this world today where there's so much happening and there's so much pressure on people to be able to re really, really, I suppose, embrace those moments and really, yeah, you know, celebrate them. Like I said, you know, if you have a situation where there's something that you've done and you're quite proud of it then i think that's it's it's worth celebrating and worth you know kind of rejoicing that that fact that you've actually gone ahead and you've actually you know done something um like that and like i said i asked a question about this exact thing to a group of people the other day and got a lot of different responses and you know a lot of the ones you know proud moments when people see they see a piece of their work hanging in a in a in a business somewhere in a foyer and it's like all these people are admiring this this image that you've captured and again for a lot of people that's a kind of a thing that is makes them feel proud as a photographer it makes you feel good as a photographer because you've actually created something that um, again other people are looking at and other people are admiring as well and again like I said I think this is uh, in the, the world at the moment with all the uncertainty and all the things Every time you can have a moment like that, I think it's, like I said, it's well worth trying to, you know, really embrace it 100% and really kind of enjoy it. And like I said, for other people, it'll just be, you know, the proud moments might be just capturing that first picture of a a grandchild or, you know, that first picture of the, um, of of one of your children walking or, or, or reaching another milestone that for every person, those proud moments are going to be varied and and different. But like I said, there's so many different ways photography can do that because photography is one of those mediums that allows us to be able to do stuff like that, which is really difficult to do with other types of mediums. So to to say you have a proud moment when you're using maybe some other type of creative um, pursuit that mightn't be as easy to obtain as it can be through photography i think photography is unique in that way that it does allow you to capture things and like i said be able to um be kind of like i said recognized for that that skill or recognized for your dedication to doing something and sometimes like i said it's just people are very dedicated sometimes people just really dedicated to you know um chasing stuff and went to a an exhibition a few weeks ago photo exhibition where the where the person was very dedicated to the particular types of images they took where they actually you know traveled quite a bit to get the images that were in their exhibition so there was a lot of dedication on their part of actually you know tracking down and following those um going to those places and capturing those images um and preserving them and again it's like i said that is a and I'm sure there's a lot for that person. There's a lot of really proud moments that they've captured along the way. So again, I think as, as a photographer, if you haven't really thought about what makes you proud as a photographer, maybe just sit back and think about in your own photography journey, the things that maybe you've already achieved and some of the things that you maybe already done that you can actually say, well, I'm actually really proud that I captured that or "I'm I'm really proud that this was used in this particular way. And again, it's kind of like I said, worth celebrating and I think like I said you know previously that the world needs celebration sometimes we need to celebrate stuff we need to and I think it's easy sometimes for people not to really give themselves a pat on the back and I think it's important that you do kind of give yourself a pat on the back every now and then because it helps really lift you up um it's great when other people come and give you a pat on the back as well that's that's great but I think like I said it's also important to recognize yourself and you know look at what you've done and I know look we've talked about many different things on on focus and we talk about you know a lot of people fall into different categories where they sometimes doubt their own work and they don't see the value that other people see in their own work and again it's about trying to I suppose understand the value that you bring to photography with your work and the things that you do and like I said just be able to kind of recognize that so maybe an exercise for you to sit back, look at what you've done, look at some of your achievements and just think about some of the stuff like I said that you're really proud of and yeah, you know, maybe even do a post on social media like just put it out there, and do a bit, little bit of self-promotion just saying you know looking back on this, I was, this was a really proud moment for me, I captured this or it was a really proud moment the day I found out my picture was used in this article or it was a really proud moment you know my image was used on a on a book cover or something else like that that and again I'm sure that or it might be just you know it's a really proud moment that someone that chose my photo to represent something in their life on a special day as well so there's different ways photos are being used and like I said there's different moments for everybody so so I hope this has got you thinking about maybe where the future of photography is going with, with um, AI and some of the automation that's happening and also but like I said and but to celebrate those moments where you've got control over them and the moments that make you feel good as a photographer until next time enjoy your photography have fun and we'll talk again real soon see ya